Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And today is August the 27th. We are at the Hilton Hotel in Columbus, Ohio. This is state number 22 or 23, I think. Maybe? Somewhere in there. Somewhere in yeah. there. Day, what's the day? Uh, 51. Day 51. And yep. we are going to uh, be spending the next few days here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so if you are in or around Columbus, Central Ohio, you know, Cincinnati, Cleveland, what have you, maybe even the Kentucky, we are planning on going to the Columbus Zoo, doing some other things. A lot of you have uh, met up with us at our various little side trips, and we'd certainly appreciate the opportunity to see some of you while we are here. Columbus is our old stomping ground. This is where Julie and I uh, <laughs> spent all of our formidable years. It's where we met in high school. It's where we sold real estate together um, and broke all those records selling over 100 houses our first year in the business. So we'll always have a soft spot for Columbus, Ohio, not to mention the fact that we have a lot of family that still lives here, of which we'll be visiting a lot with uh, today and the next day. Um, But in any event, if you are in or around Columbus, we are going to be at the Columbus Zoo and other places and just message us on Instagram, timandjulieharris.com, or you can text me directly. Um, at uh, 512-758-0206. And uh, some of you were shocked that I was giving out my real cell phone number. But the fact is is that I don't ever answer the phone. So if you don't text, we don't talk. Um, And by not answering the phone, it does really eliminate a lot of people who are using the phone number for, uh, you know, a lot of people using it to solicit us for selling stuff, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I do give the phone number out freely, but if you want to communicate, text, because we would never or I never answer this, answer the phone, like never, ever. I might answer with Julie calls, but yeah, maybe not. I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean that you don't talk to people. It just means that you don't answer, answer randomly because you're usually on the phone with somebody or you're texting with somebody. And it also helps you keep track of everybody. Well, the text does act as almost my... It's uh, a filter. No yeah, way. exactly. It's just That's a filter. Okay. And if... So it's a filter. It's a two-prong filter. Number one, if you're listening to the podcast and you call, um, and you don't listen to me say please text, don't call. Well, then I don't know what we're going to talk about because you didn't follow the rules. <laughs> job and, one. And there's job. That's filter yeah. one. And number two is I can just decide. A lot of times you guys will text me and you're asking me questions that are simply handled or handled simply by somebody else that's on our staff. So it might be a coaching member, or it might be a member of our EXP group, Libertas, and I can just send you a link or just easily take care of the information in text. So that oftentimes, and as um, on this trip, certainly, I think we've refined a lot of our communication systems. By the way, if you guys want to check out our EXP group, just go to whylibertas.com or just text EXP to 47372. Text EXP to 47372. Um, we've been meeting a lot with coaching clients and podcast listeners and book purchasers, but also a lot of people from our EXP group. It is pretty amazing, I have to say, to go to all these towns where we have um, not just coaching clients, but also where we do have people that are in our group at EXP and seeing the houses they sell and the markets that they sell in. It's, I don't know, makes me feel. Overall, I have to say, the if I were to try to, I'm trying to work on encapsulating my um, 
Yeah, my takeaways from this big trip. Yep. And I think interconnectivity, that's not yes. a very good word or phrase, but that is the, the direction I'm working on. Things being a smaller world than it might seem. Yeah. And Julia is uh, going to, just as kind of interesting side note, I, we don't talk about this, but Julia occasionally writes articles for newspapers and magazines, her, her own personal interest, basically. And she's going to be writing an article or maybe even a series of articles uh, about this big trip that we've done and submitting them to different uh, travel magazines that she's uh, had luck with in the past. Um, just for nothing else other than for a hobby. It's fun for you to well, write that stuff. it's good for me to polish my writing. You know, I look, like to write all the time and have to some different interests. So we'll be talking about, you know, just our travels. It, it is a big adventure. And I think yeah. you and I talked about this last night at dinner that, you know, a lot of people have texted and emailed that this is like we're living the dream of just having this big road trip. And when you're in it and you're doing it, sometimes you can lose sight of that. So I think that a lot of the writing will come uh, after we return to Puerto Rico and I'm reflecting on it. But I do try to observe as we're going through different states and cities and different types of hotels and uh, different types of housing even. And you said it, it's it's really interesting to see where all of you guys sell real estate. This is what we do. We're here for you. We're your real estate uh, podcasters, future coaches, current coaches. And I, I do, you know, we were uh, noticing that you could be in the middle of basically nowhere, Nebraska, say, and there's low inventory for them too, right? So, Things like that. There's two, um, again, I'm trying to encapsulate, I like to think in bullets, right? But there's the two other uh, prominent feelings I'm having. The first one is the interconnectivity. The second one was really how much the media misrepresents how much of a unified country America truly Absolutely. is. That's something else that, again, I wouldn't have believed that. I thought for sure when we were traveling mm -hmm. that there would be parts of the country where it was like uh, feeling like a war zone or feeling like there was just going to be all kinds mm -hmm. of, you know, financial. People at each other's throats. Just ridiculousness. And yeah. we went to all those areas. We went to Portland, Oregon. We went to San Francisco. We went to all these areas. Julie and I aren't, aren't afraid to. And we want to have Zoe have exposure to these different, you know. And guess what we found? There may be different political views. There may be different social views. But at the end of the day, everyone in the country that we ran across does seem to have, again, they were sort of celebrating what they perceived to be the tail end or the end of the pandemic. But also there were definitely, it was this, um, again, omnipresent sense of pride in being an American. Maybe the word's not pride. Um, but if you were to watch the news, you'd believe that somehow Americans are ashamed of being Americans. And maybe there's some that are for no particular reason. But overwhelmingly across the country, that is not the case. I mean, I'll give you guys examples. Julie and I were in some of these very uh, politicized parts of the country. And you would see their politicized flags. And you guys can imagine what they are. But you'd also see American flags. Or you'd yes. also see their state flags. Mm -hmm. And and there is something that's very special about America that no matter how many people try to convince you is not still uh, alive and well in this country, it absolutely is. And it does take traveling. It does take, frankly, turning off all sources of news to believe uh, what I'm saying is true. And I'll tell you the other thing. And this other thing is uh, it's just really, I think, started to gel with me more so in the past maybe few days. There is an overwhelming sense of optimism in the country and not, I'll just let me rephrase, mm. despite politics. Yeah. So there's an overwhelming sense of optimism in the country despite politics, despite what you hear in the news. Again, this was not what I was expecting. I was expecting there to be some sort of bifurcation, uh, you know, some yeah. sort of like haves and have nots things starting to occur. And yes, Julie and I experienced some of that. It's obvious like when we when we travel, we go places. We certainly 
we try to blend in, you know, when in Rome and the rest of it. And there definitely are poorer parts of the country. They're definitely, but there's optimism. People are not uh, yeah. feeling uh, dour. They're not feeling like there's somehow, you know, the end times are here, despite, again, what you might read online. So what you're reading online is not what you will experience if you uh, decide to get off, uh, get out of your own five foot world and start traveling outside of your own community. It's a remarkable country. We're so blessed um, to be uh, in America and be Americans that it's I hope it's something that none of us ever lose sight of. And my last thought that this was point number four. And again, I'm working on all these is that I would imagine that what we're all going to experience over the next probably 10, maybe 15 to 20 years is the best time to be an American. I It feels like to me, especially since a lot of these communities, like I'm looking out the window right now with Julie, we're here in uh, you know central Ohio, we're at the Easton, very nice hotel, and there's new construction everywhere. Now, you know, mm-hmm. again, some of you will take that as a, a plight, you know, new construction is, you know, all this, what's happening in nature, and I get all that, but here's what it means. It means confidence. When someone's going to decide to pull a permit and take out a loan and take out risk, there's a lot of people that are being, co- that are confident in what's going to uh, basically be the future, and that's what we see across the country. When we are in Iowa, when we are in, um, just, guys, we've been to... <laughs> Wyoming, Montana. That's what it is. It's optimism. You you run through any of these towns and you're going to see new construction. Obviously, our minds go to real estate, right? But you're also going to see new businesses being formed. You're seeing people that are almost, in a lot of ways, you know, there's a lot of psychological scars from the pandemic for sure. But what you're seeing is a lot of people celebrating the end of what they feel will be. Well, it was a historical. It's the third worst uh, plague we've ever experienced on planet Earth. Right. Uh, That is just a historical fact. But what Julie and I thought was going to happen 18 to 24 months ago, you know, in May, really, when the world started getting really shut down, April of 2020. Right. Mm -hmm. What we really started to notice was that you know everyone was in kind of fear and panic mode no businesses knew what to do there was no but we knew from being somewhat students of history that after every sort of big pandemic or plague or even war there's always an explosion of creativity and always an explosion in the economy new businesses being formed and there's almost always a baby boom and all of those things are happening humans are very predictable right we like to celebrate when when we have bad times behind us and we do it in all kinds of different ways well that's what julie and i perceive is happening right now so no matter where you are in the country no matter what your uh, personal economy is please understand that for the most part depending on the choices you make your best years are still ahead of you every it doesn't matter what your age is and if you're younger the problem is is you're going to take it for granted you're not going to make the most of it and if you're older you might think your days are uh, you know essentially your opportunities are past that's not true if you see what we've seen if you've experienced what we've experienced talk to the people we've talked to there is going to be a continuation no matter what happens in politics or what the press or the other people are wanting to manipulate us and have us believe that's happening uh, socially amongst uh, fellow Americans. There is absolutely going to be um, the best decade, if not couple decades, that are still ahead of us. So position yourself through your mindset, position yourself through your business to make the most of it. And here's ultimately what comes from thinking like this. If you think like this, you're going to make different decisions today than if you don't. If you think your best years are behind you, if you think essentially tomorrow is not going to be better than today, 
What are you going to do today? You're going to do nothing. You're actually going to make tomorrow worse than today because you didn't actually take the actions to make tomorrow better than today. So what are you doing today to actually make it so that tomorrow and 10 years from now, 20 years from now, so as Julie and I are fond of saying, the future version of you thanks the current version of you. Like the, in, if you're hearing us for the first time, it's really kind of a fun way of thinking of it. If you don't have the health, the happiness, the wealth, the prosperity, if you don't have the relationships, if you don't, if your life is not operating at, at its you know, peak uh, capacity right now, it's because the past version of you did not make the decisions necessary to make the future or the current version of you benefit. So if you don't have, if we, you know, let's pick on finances. If you don't have the financial um, where for all that you hoped you would have at this point in your life, it's not because you can't, it's because the past version of you didn't do what was necessary to get there. And so that's the thing is make it so the future version of you is singing the praises of the past version or rather the current version of you for doing what he or she didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level. That is the big takeaway that I hope hopefully all of you get. The whole mindset thing and working on your mindset and motivation, all of that stuff has a place, but it is absolutely worthless if it does not follow up with massive action. I'm actually working on a podcast all about that. That's oh, a nice uh, little prequel. Are you? Rather? Uh, it has to do with the impact of uh, being an optimist versus being a pessimist and to recalibrate yourself to always be looking to the future being better than what it was today. Even if your today is fantastic, always you know, erring on the side of, yes, it's too soon to tell, but I bet there's bigger, better things in the future. And how that affects you psychologically, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of those things, because, you know, people have actually studied that. If you think the apocalypse, and I don't mean that in biblical sense, or maybe I do, right? It's going to be like two weeks from now. You're not going to go to the gym. Exactly. You're not going to save money. You're not going to bother. You're not going to bother. Anything. You're not going to do all the things. You're going to basically make it. So let's say next year you think it's a, there's going to be some kind of you know apocalypse, right? You're just one of these people that's ticking off the boxes of the signs of the, in the end times, right? Well, there's the locusts. I mean, hell, across the country. The cicadas, the cicadas did it return. Must be a sign. I mean, those could be locusts, right? We did have, you know, historic storms. There's like four storms in the Caribbean right now, all headed for the Gulf. You know, so there's all these things. So if you wanted to look for the bad, there's going to be bad. That's now, negative confirmation bias. Exactly. So you're looking for the bad. So what are you going to do in your life if you believe tomorrow is going to be worse than today? Absolutely nothing. If anything, you're going to hop on Facebook. You're going to look for other people that also mm -hmm. have the same mindset. You're going to hang around with them. You're going to start acting like, becoming like somebody who in the future is going to have a worse uh, version of you or a worse, essentially, future than what you otherwise would have had. So it all starts with how you think. So if you think that tomorrow is going to be better than today, you're going to naturally do things today to make it so that that's true. You're going to go to the gym, which we didn't do today. You're going, We're going to go on a hike, though. Okay. You're going to do things that you wouldn't have normally done because of the fact that you're mentally preparing yourself for what's to come and you're optimistic about what's to come. And that's really something that, um, you know, it's so simple, right? It's simple to fall into these traps especially mm -hmm. if you're surrounded by other people who are also uh, living and circulating amongst all these. And there are parts of the country, no doubt, yeah. that have where people are essentially stuck in this echo chamber of malaise yeah. where they're not actually doing the things necessary to make their lives better. Where they're I have to say that's a pretty small percentage in our travels of 20 plus states. That was not the overwhelming oh, theme. No, not, but it, even, yeah. even when we were yeah. in these areas where mm -hmm. there were a lot of very uh, divisive, 
yes. uh, you know, political views that are on display. Yeah. People in the streets with signs and flags hanging everywhere and just all this obvious stuff. People who are on in San Francisco, Julie talked about this yesterday, and some of these other big cities we stayed in, people were definitely on edge. I mean, there mm -hmm. were people that felt no problem whatsoever coming up and critiquing exactly how you had your mask <laughs> on your face. You and I each had one, one experience like that. Your, yeah. Yours was in a store. Mine was in a uh, doing laundry at one of the hotels. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But the, look, here's the point. What makes what's going on in my initial reaction of, and as, as always as everyone else's would have been would have been like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, leave me alone. Yeah. But but we were preparing for those experiences and looking not trying to create them necessarily, but not being fearful of having them because we knew people were going to be on edge. And sure enough, it happened. And like Zoe, who's seven and a half years old, not wearing a mask, and we'd go into some stores and they wouldn't say anything, but you could tell they're looking like, why isn't your kid wearing a mask? It's like, well, we'll roll around in a bubble. How about that? Right. But look, the moral of the story is, is that there are, you have to have compassion for a lot of people that have been uh, hemmed in in these very urban, you know, these uh, very dense uh, areas of the country, because it is obvious that they are manifesting the stress of having gone through this pandemic, it's not just the fear of the virus that really is uh, omnipresent, but it's the fear of the omnipresent government telling them what to do. And now that's the other thing. And again, we're not going to be political, but even in these very, very left-leaning parts of the country where Julie and I were, uh, people are wanting to have their freedoms back and wanting to have their liberties back. Parks being closed for no particular reason. There are people that you uh, maybe at 18 months ago would have seen, we're going to wear our masks as a political statement. They're tired of it. I mean, that's the that's the, the vibe I was getting is that people want, and that goes back to the original point I was making about this human spirit of wanting to, this human American you know spirit of wanting to be independent and have your freedom and enjoy your freedoms. So, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit... Um, I'm in gratitude this morning, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I'm celebrating the fact that we've been able to uh, travel all over the country and have these experiences. And I was just on Instagram looking at our pictures that we've posted in the past, <laughs> you know, yeah. almost 60 days. I know. And I don't, it's like, oh my gosh, we were there. Oh my gosh, we had that experience. It's like, I, I barely even remember. I know. You because know? there's been so many of them. Because we've been very blessed. And, you know, we are living the theme of our EXP group, Libertas, Freedom. We're doing it. And I think that uh, we're resonating with people from, you know, some of the comments we're getting. Actually, that's a good point. So when we started this trip, I was trying to I, – I like having – and they don't happen very frequently as you get older, I've noticed. At least they don't with me. But epiphanies, like those aha moments. Mm -hmm. And I think you have fewer of those provided that you are – that the past version of you – was doing what he or she didn't want to do and they didn't want to do at the highest level. The epiphanies usually come as a course correction thing. Mm -hmm. Some people see the epiphanies, the ahas as almost spiritual. I do personally. So when you're essentially on the wrong path and all of a sudden you come in, uh, in contact with something or somebody or a series of thoughts that sort of puts you back on track, that's something special that's probably maybe spiritual, quite miraculous. And, um, you know, the, if you don't, if you haven't experienced one of those in a long time, you know, maybe it's because you're on the right uh, path and your life is the epiphany. Your life is the embodiment of all your past decisions and you're on the right path doing the right things. Um, but I was expecting or hoping to have some kind of like big aha moment or but I didn't end this whole trip. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what it was for mm -hmm. sure is that it was the fact that the past versions of you and I, especially we've been married for 30 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. We've been married for 30 years next month on the 15th, yes. right? And I see, and I can look back with relatively decent clarity, 
despite my 51-year-old memory, right? Mm -hmm. And I can look back and I can remember when you and I were really on track versus when we were off track. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I can remember when we maybe would uh, be off track for maybe six months. And I don't mean in our relationship. I mean in our business sure. or in uh, finances or whatever. Different detours that we took. Right, different detours we took. Mm -hmm. And I, I can see, uh, but I, the nice thing about having taken those detours and got back on track is that now that we're on track and now that uh, we've, we're building several businesses simultaneously, when we run across someone in, for example, Libertas, our EXP group, mm -hmm. and we've met I don't even know how many of them, dozens if not hundreds of them on this trip, virtually and otherwise, is that when we come in contact with them, I can tell what they're seeking from us is the epiphany. Mm -hmm. That's what they want from us. And that's my epiphany. That's my takeaway. We have become the spark. Yes. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. We have become the spark. And that's something that I never consciously looked for in my life or from our relationship mm -hmm. or our business, mm -hmm. but becoming like, obviously we're motivators and we're coaches and all that, sure. but that's kind of transactional. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, um, you know, that's a job, right? But to become something that actually creates serious reprogramming or rewiring of someone's brain about their potential on planet earth, that is the embodiment or rather the fulfillment of truly what our life's mission was. And so when I started out on this trip, what I wrote down, the one thing I wanted to experience was freedom. And a lot of it had to do yeah. from you and I being on, in, on the island of Puerto Rico, which is about the size of, what state is it the size of? Like Rhode Island or something. Yeah, it's I tiny, don't know. right? Yeah. I mean, you could, drive around small. The, you could drive around the entire island in a, a long day. I mean, you know, and we have. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to do today, Julie? Let's drive around Puerto well, Rico. When you say you're going to go on a long drive in Puerto Rico, you can only go so far. Yeah, it's not like where we lived in Texas, where you know, down the road. You drive for a day and a half. But where, a where do you live? Oh, I live down the road from you, and it's like three days away. Okay, got it. Exactly. <laughs> and you're only halfway there. But anyway, so we No, I, I agree, though. I, I think that it's funny because you and I try, and I think successfully, hopefully most of the time, to be low ego and not talk about ourselves and that sort of thing. And yet, I do feel that uh, accountability, responsibility to Me too. not just to Moral talk obligation. about, yeah, and there is a difference between talking about being inspirational and thinking bigger versus actually doing it yourself. And I, I don't think about, you know, when I look at, say, a, a trainer at the gym, if they're not in good shape because they're not doing it themselves, you don't really, you know, give them as much credit to you. Well, so again, I'm uncomfortable as I say this, but I want to say it because I want to know that they know that we are, are relating to them. Yes. Okay. All of our podcast listeners, mm -hmm. Ms. Podcast has had 15 or 20 million downloads. This mm -hmm. is the number one listened to daily podcast in at least the United States. Mm -hmm. We get um, some of our podcasts get 50,000 downloads. Just I mean, maybe this one will it's get 50,000. Right. It's yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, people share the podcast, uh, but it's important. So, so here's the balance. So Julie and I do not like talking about ourselves because of the fact that some of you will immediately see that as being us being big egotistical assholes. And that's we tell our story and we tell it, you know, little bits of our story because we want you to know that you can do what we did, that we're not really that special. The only there, if you were to, you know, drill down on what made Julie and I get to where we are professionally and certainly personally, it comes down to all the things we tell you in our book, Harris Rules. Like exactly, that's our roadmap. That's what we did. And it's fascinating when I go to these, you know, you and I were speaking in different events, just impromptu get-togethers really on this trip. And, uh, you know, people want to know, okay, what's, what's, how do you Secret guys sauce. go from being poor kids in Columbus, Ohio to, 
you know, being worth hypothetically tens of millions of dollars? And the answer is simply we did for a long damn time what we didn't want to do. We didn't want to do it at the highest level. Yes. And we did it consistently. And like I said, there were times when we strayed. There were times when we would have uh, like we were staying um, really focused on buying rental properties, staying really focused on becoming better at our craft, really focused on like if there was a, a real estate deal back when we sold real estate that went a little bit south. Julie and I would absolutely tear ourselves apart trying to figure out what we did wrong. If we lost a listing, we did not simply suffer the suffer the uh, the loss, um, you know, with bemusement. We would absolutely make ourselves better. And then Julie and I, with our own, when we were doing a lot of personal coaching, which we really don't do anymore, we were doing a lot of that. Julie and I would always debrief after our twelve or fifteen coaching calls we had that day, and we'd always talk about what went right, what went wrong, and how to get we, better. And we coach each other basically on why we're not necessarily mm-hmm. getting the results for some of our clients that we hope. Or hope we would. Julie and I very, very, very rarely spent time celebrating. Um, and that's really because it's, it goes back to another founding principle, which is it's too soon to tell. And that's something we learned through a lot of you know trial and error. If you celebrate uh, with too much vigor a win, or if you uh, essentially mourn a loss, uh, your emotions are not going to be able to handle it for long because real estate life really is all about the ups and the downs, right? So whenever you have a really big win, yeah, celebrate it. You know, congratulations, but don't over celebrate it. And if you have a really big loss, the same thing. Just tell yourself it's really soon, uh, too soon to tell because you're on a journey. You are on a long term journey towards what Julie just said, which was freedom. And I'm realizing now more than I think I probably have uh, being that we just talk mostly to these microphones through podcasts and writer <laughs> books. And all right. right. But being in front of people that what we've become and I know this sounds egotistical and I apologize if it does. But I didn't realize it, and this was this was if there was an epiphany. Julie and I, the what we have, um, what we did without knowing it is we have become the igniter for for some of you, not all of you, some of you. We have become, and I think it's because you guys listen to us and so you know our backgrounds. We did not come from money. We did not come from you know big scholar, scholastic back. I can't even say it. Scholastic backgrounds, right? Yeah. I mean, there was no, th- there was nothing. You know, we and got. We had very little help too. We well, I I disagree actually. In we terms have, of people thinking that like we were born into a real estate family oh, no, 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 or no. something like that, there was no like you know uh, starting ahead or anything no. like that. We were not born on That's third, right. acting like we hit homers. Right. right. You and I weren't even born near the more, near the ball field, really. I mean, <laughs> exactly. at the end of the day, we didn't. Even, I mean, I still can't catch something because you know, and yeah, I'm myopic basically. But the moral of the story is is that uh, we did not have any advantages. We got started when we were 20 and 21 in our professional careers. You know, we've been married for three decades next month. And, and we've gone through all kinds of recessions. And, you know, I think the thing in 07 was a depression. And maybe we're still living through that, by the way. I mean, all these different experiences that we've had, you guys can do the exact same thing. And we haven't just left breadcrumbs with what you can do to emulate what we did. We've written a damn book. Yes. <laughs> so just read several, the book. Actually. Or, yeah, several. Or just listen <laughs> to the book or join the coaching program. And then just copy what we did. And I wish we had what we are offering to all of you when we were getting started because we could have done it a lot faster. And I'll, I'll tell you this too. And again, I know some of you are going to be offended, but such is the way. I mean, Julie and I are uh, you know, real estate coaches. I don't really know what our official title would be. I don't know what we put on our tax return, but that's what we consider ourselves. So because with ingrained in that word coach is somebody who is going to take a personal investment in your success. And I like that. I don't like saying we own a coaching business or I don't even like saying Julie and I write books and do podcasts. I like to say we're real estate coaches because in our hearts and souls, that's really truly what we are. But this EXP Realty opportunity 
that, and I'm not going to talk about this a lot, but that is something that if it's getting by you, I promise you the future version of you is not going to forgive the uh, present version of you for letting it happen. The EXP Realty Opportunity, and when we were, when Julie and I are on the road, and obviously we have been for the past six months, or sorry, 60 days almost, and we're talking to different uh, groups of people, and when we're talking to an EXP group of people, and they're relaying, or they're, the, the vibe in the room amongst maybe it's only 15 or 20 people, but if like 10 of them have some form of revenue share and they have stock and equity in the company, you can feel, you can look at them and tell that they're operating at a different level than the other agents that don't because of the fact that they're developing their own libertas, which means freedom in Latin. They're developing their own sense of security. And that is in such amazing alignment with what Julie and I's mission is in our coaching business, which is to create essentially a vehicle for you guys your real estate practice where you can be rich and rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. EXP Realty is the greatest wealth accelerator for uh, you know agents, realtors across the country and uh, real estate agents or estate agents across the world that we have ever seen. There's nothing anywhere close to it. And when we are in Des Moines, Iowa, or we're in you know, Boise. Boise, Idaho, and we're in all these other areas where we met with little groups yeah. of people, and, and we're talking to them. The people that have the revenue share coming in, that have that, we were meeting with a lady in um, Des Moines, I wish her, Krista, mm-hmm. yep, uh, very lovely gal, very, you know, very ambitious, she sold $20 million to the real estate in Iowa last year with incredible potential. But it was funny because she had hit Icon and EXP agents, you know what I'm talking about. But she hit Icon when the stock was like less than $10 a share before the split. So she had never logged in to her account and to see how many shares of EXPI that she had. And so I did some math in my head. And I'm hoping that she's listening. Krista, if you're listening, text me and let me know uh, actually what your value of your in your account is. But I bet you. She didn't even know that she has two or 300,000 at least in EXPI shares sitting in her uh, brokerage account that EXP set up for her. I bet you she doesn't and even. And that was mostly awarded, right? Yeah, awarded. awarded means she didn't buy given, any of it. Right? She didn't buy any of it. Well, that's even more awesome. I know. I was thinking as you were talking, if you want to be around people where having them be motivated, having energy, enthusiasm, and optimism is not their issue, yeah. it is definitely the EXP crowd who is making that revenue share. Well, it's because. What everyone really wants, what all of us want in our heart and our souls, mm-hmm. is that we want a sense of freedom. Yes, libertas. That, that's really if if you go and you and I've done this, you know. Yeah. We've never done so many like semi, you know, uh, private events, medium-sized events in such a condensed period of time. It's almost mm-hmm. in, it's really kind of uh, overwhelming. But you know, when I'm um, when we ask what why did you get into real estate, we we haven't asked mm-hmm. that question in a long time, but we should. When mm-hmm. next group we're in front of, right? Sure. It might be today at the it's zoo. It's a good right? opener. Why, why did you get into real estate? Mm-hmm. People usually start out with the most practical answers first, which, of course, we're from Ohio. We appreciate that. But then they really start digging in. And they'll say, well, I wanted to – sometimes it's real simple things. I wanted to pay off a credit card or I wanted to have replacement income so I no longer had to be a nurse or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. I get all that. But then when you – okay, good. Now you've accomplished that, like moving them forward. What is it that you want – why did you get into real estate? Then they then they'll start saying, well, I wanted to you know have better Christmases, or I wanted to pay for a trip to Disney World, or my kid needed braces. All right, now we've done all that, right? Because you can easily do all that in real estate. Now what? I want freedom, and that's where it always gets to. They want freedom. Then you ask them to define that, and oftentimes, again, I I have visualizations of having done this. There'll be one, sometimes two or three people, depending on the size of the room. They'll say the word freedom at the same time, almost like. 
there's some like they all have these little epiphanies all simultaneously. I want freedom and I want to feel free. All right. Freedom from what? And now when you define freedom from what, that's when you get into the magic. That's where you have your breakthrough because you want your freedom from the tyranny, basically, of having to earn money. And once you have the freedom, the, the freedom that comes from being rich where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. What comes on the other side of that? And that's what is really magical. That's where they start really thinking bigger. Right. Because they have the opportunity to. And for some people, it's the first time in their lives they've allowed themselves to think that big. Because up until that point, they've been chasing down the, you know, the freedom from the tyranny of living transactionally. Right. You know, what you do next month depends on how many closings you have. And the answer is not building a team. The answer is not no. building your brand. The answer is running a very profitable real estate business so that you can then invest that money uh, into things that will make you uh, profit passively. Julie and I did it with rental properties. And then from that, you can basically create financial freedom. But I'm here to tell you. And Julie will say this before me because she has to manage our managers is that if we had to do it all over again, we would probably buy rental properties because they definitely have a use, especially, you know, there's appreciation, depreciation and cash flow. But ultimately, we would have focused all of our best energies on EXP revenue share and stock. If Hands we are, down. if Hands we are down. 20 and 21 right sure. now and we are listening to this or if we're, you know, 80 and 81, we're listening to this. Yeah. Those two things are going to be uh, they're such wealth accelerators that there's it's unprecedented for real estate. It really agents. is. And um excuse me, it, it doesn't take very long for you to feel that. And I, I do like what you were uh, describing Krista's experience of logging into that account because that's set up, basically set up for you and the awards are, are deposited there. And unless you log in, you don't know what you're really making, okay, or what you've been awarded. And I think those are some of the most fun calls that we ever have with our my favorites. EXP family. Those are awesome for sure. But my favorite, like I remember yeah, when Colette, yeah. who won't mention her name, became a single digit well she probably already was but when she basically had more than a million dollars in exp yes. stock she'd only been with exp for like two mm -hmm. years maybe two and a half but she she iconed yeah, like three years awesome. in a row her i mean she got the stock some of it for less than four dollars a share and then and then when it was up around 150 a share before the split i mean she was but here's what mm -hmm. the calls i really like or the mm -hmm. texts i really like when someone sends me a screenshot of mm -hmm. their revenue share from that particular month. Sure. And they didn't even realize, like, Tim, I got this. <laughs> this is so funny. What's this? Now, I got a transfer from EXP today for, like, $3,500 or, you know, $1,800. Or, you know, I, we've got some people in our group that are making tens of thousands of dollars per month. And we know people that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for revenue share. But you'll get a screenshot, especially when they first started getting the transfers. And they're going to say, like, why is it that I have this money? You know, why did I just have $3,000 sent to me or 5000 is it a mistake? And I'll say, well, let's look. And I show them how to log in. I show them how to actually look and see what happened was they sponsored, they recruited, sponsored three or four people. But what they didn't know is the fourth person they sponsored, sponsored 10 people. And then of the 10 people, three of those people sponsored three people. So you'll help them log in and you'll show them their revenue share group and you'll show them how much, how many people are in their revenue share group. And then basically you'll then show them how fast their group is growing without them knowing. Almost despite That's the them. Awesome part. And, and that those conversations too are incredibly fun. This is the reason, guys, I'm saying be optimistic about your future, but only if you're taking the actions that are going to ensure that your tomorrow is going to be a lot better than today. And if you're not, if you're skeptical, oh, if you're oh, I don't you're think so. I'm waiting. Oh, did you watch the news today? Yes, we did. It was freaking awful, but I'm not going to talk about it because there's nothing I can do about it other than it just makes me mad and sad. Why would I want more of that in my life? I don't. So we're not going to talk about the news. We don't talk about politics. Okay, so that brings me to a quote 
from the book that we've been listening to, The Boys in the Boat. Okay? Yes. Do you remember when our boy Joe, uh, who had been through much hardship, he was talking to his girlfriend, and they uh, went to meet with his parents who had, or basically his dad and his um, you know, stepmother who had repeatedly abandoned him yeah, and basically thrown him to the wolves when he was 13, I think, because they figured he yeah. was big enough and old enough. He could fend for himself. Well, they couldn't that, feed him. Uh, they couldn't feed him. It was during the Depression. You know, they had their reasons, right? And so his girlfriend was very upset about this. She was like, how can you not be more angry about that? This? He met obviously much later in his life. Yes. Okay. And he said, I remember this. He said, because they had their reasons, number one, it was a depression. They couldn't feed us. They had three, he had, what, two or three other uh, step uh, brothers and them. sisters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But most importantly, he said to his girlfriend, being angry, being mad, being frustrated takes a lot of energy. And I don't have that kind of energy to give. I'm going to give it to something that's more important to me. Yep. And I thought that was very interesting in how many people spend so much time either procrastinating, waiting, being mad at, being attached to the news, being pissed off, whatever. That does take energy that you might as well use for good versus ruminating and staying stuck. Right. So what is your takeaway from today's podcast? It's whatever the hell you want it to be, to be honest with you. It's what you take away from this podcast. We're not going to summarize it nice and neatly and put it in a package for you. You decide what you're going to do with this. You decide what you want your tomorrow to be. Because I have to say, guys, this we are. In, this is an incredibly blessed time to be a human, despite what's going on in the world. This is an incredibly blessed time to be in the real estate industry. This is an incredibly blessed time just to be alive. And you guys need to embrace it at the highest level. And there's, <laughs> This is kind of macabre, but it's true. You only live once and you're dead a real damn long time. Just you only live once and you're dead a real long time. And what will the future version of you be celebrating that the current version of you did as a result of listening to this podcast? And if, if Julie and I's mission is here forward, is to be something beyond coaches, if somehow we're supposed to be, you know, fire starters and igniters and, you know, epiphany creators, well, damn it, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the best of it. And I really do think from all of your, inter all the interactions we've had with all of you guys so far, by the way, if we do come across you, don't waste a lot of time being nervous around us because Julie and I are not so inundated with being sort of quasi-famous that we're used to you guys uh, showing over-reverence to us. I don't know how else to say it. So do us a favor <laughs> that when we do meet up with you, I know that we're part of your lives and you listen to our podcast and read our books. Some of you are coaching clients. And, and we respect – Julie, am I saying this right? Yes. I mean, we respect your appreciation, but for the sake of our – of, of all of us having a meaningful conversation, move past that as fast yeah, as possible. Just be yourself. Yeah, because some of you we've met with, and all you guys do is just like we shake hands with you or give you a hug, and you don't say anything. You just stare at us, and then you just don't know what to do. <laughs> don't creep don't us out. do that. Don't creep <laughs> us out, right? We're just poor kids from Ohio looking okay. to basically live our lives' purpose, which is being of service to all of you. <laughs> Did I say just that right, Julie? Just be yourself. Yes, right. exactly. So guys, if you want to get a hold of me, you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. You call, I don't answer. So text 512-758-0206. If you want to learn more about our EXP Realty Group, which is called Libertas, uh, just text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. And as always, if you want to join our coaching program, the quickest way for you to do it is just go over to timandjulieharris.com, click on coaching and click on premiere, or you can just text the word success to 47372 and we'll take care of all that for you and send you the links. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, and uh, guys, listen, make tomorrow better than today. The way you're going to do that is by the actions you take now. Have a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.